Shopping and buying and getting and having compromise the great American addiction. No one is immune. When the underclass riots in this country, they don't kill policemen and politicians. They steal merchandise. How embarrassing. Hello and welcome to episode 425 of Under the Cull of MS. That was just a little quote by George Carlin back in the day. And today we're going to do, sorry about the coughing, dry throat instantly as soon as I start, of course. But we got a little pile of comics, so we're going to do previews the next few days over the weekend to get, see if we can get through our previews or at least get started on our previews stuff for this month. And then we will... Uh, if we have any left, we'll finish it off next weekend. But I'm going to start each one of these with a few comics. And we're going to start off this run with Berserker number six. And here we get to see our interesting character that's Unbeatable, unstoppable, unkillable. We get to see uh, him in the middle of a battle dealing with the whole events that are laid out in front of him as they uh, work on extracting something that they're trying to get from an area that may have something to associate with. Uh, our character's past. And then we go back in time and get to see some of his earlier battles that he dreams about. Bringing back memories from the day. And as he helps get a comrade to safety, realizing that he's going through lands that he went through many, many years ago, and things are just coming back to set off his memory. Uh, We did this this issue a while back on Crimson Cull Comic Club, but for some reason, some of my stuff didn't come in until recently. That was due to me for up to a year ago. That is the downfall about pre-ordering your items. If you pre-order through uh, some of these comic book suppliers, you may have to wait a year or longer. And you may never get an item that you paid for and stuff. And then you got to constantly keep track of everything to try and figure out if they gave you credits or not, which I've got like six items that were canceled on me and for some reason I never got credit for them but they're canceled so if that canceled usually means they're not going to come out so I don't know if they're just waiting to see if they're gonna re-release them or what but they're not giving me my money back (laughs) so I got definitely got to look into that 
And then we got this one. I actually want to look at something here. Because we talked about some comics not long ago. And some of this was in it. Uh, right there. Right there. No, not coming across it right now. I don't know where. Could have swore I just reviewed it the other day, but now I can't find it. But I did Beware the Witch's Shadow Night Frights, number one from American Mythology. And here you got Fear the Growlix, which just so happens to be a a creature of lore that these beings talk about. And it just so happens that maybe that creature is real. It's a really real world asshole. Uh, but they have to live their life and find out as they go through everything. But you get to learn about this Growlix bean from reading this story. Then we have Stagnant Waters and Swirling Passions. Which is the story that I was going to talk about being in a in a book that we read the other day because this gives us the crack baby story but it's got a little bit more to it and uh, some other interesting things twists and turns that I don't remember from the other story so I think this was like the prequel up to the Baby story that I read the other day, and then it gives us that, and then that gets reintroduced in the second one, and yeah. But still fun, enjoyable, getting to see a girl and her view out and about, and the guy turns into a jackass, and the croc man shows up, and you get to see what happens. Then the last story in here is Looks to Die For. Where there's a gal who thinks she doesn't look good. She feels she's completely disgusting looking. But she has a boyfriend that loves her and cares about her. She can't shut the hell up and just accept it. Instead, she dwells on it. And so they go to looking for Halloween costumes for a party. And she might find a costume that may give her a little more than she's bargained for but definitely fun and interesting i love the little creep show style horror type comics that give us a little bit a, a few different little stories plays with our minds a little bit and then yeah you get more than one complete story, and usually they finish the stories in here, whereas Crackman kind of did relay over to that other one, but I just can't figure out where the hell I put that comic. I know I talked about it the other day, but we'll figure it out one day. 
And then we got Elvira meets Vincent Price. Number four. We reviewed number five, I believe it was, the other day. <laughs> and I felt like I was missing something. And now I know because this is the one I was missing. But Elvira's TV pitch got rejected by the streaming service Deathflix. She was betrayed by her writer friend again. Totally not me. Then the ghost of Vincent Price showed up and recruited her to help hunt down a print of an old film of his called Rise of the Ram. It hasn't gone well, to put it mildly. Elvira and Vincent found the producer, and then a ram-headed monster barbecued them. They found the director and star, and their house ushered itself out of existence. Then... Last-ish E and VP tracked down Rise of the Rams writer in Cairo, or Cairo. But Amunet, Amunet showed up, blasted Vincent out of existence, grabbed the magical book of the end of all things, and, well, it looks like it's Apocalypse. Now... For all of us. Says David Avalon. But yeah. This story gets deeper into the whole thing. With Amunet. And them trying to get. What they desire from. This character. And we get to see what happens. When Elvira. Plays with her little puns. And. Just has her little accidental quirky things that happen to help her get things to happen along the way. But it's a lot of fun. I really loved. I love the Elvira meets Vincent Price run. And now it's linking right into the. All the Elvira earlier books are linked into this Elvira in Horrorland run that's going right now, which I am loving, and you're going to find out about, well, actually, you probably won't find out about it in the previews catalogs, because I don't talk, I talk about the first issues, but not the ongoing, but I think we're up to issue three in this uh, pre-order catalog, and the covers for this one are mostly based on Nightmare Before Elm Street, number three, The Dream Warriors. Warriors, come out and play. Uh, which was one of my favorites. I, I, I would have to say it is my favorite. Uh, I got Nightmare Before Christmas, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Uh, movie out of the franchise. I'd say it's definitely my top or top two one movies of it. I mean, when he picks up the one gal and he, he's in the TV and he comes out of the TV and he picks her up and says, Welcome to prime time, bitch. 
and smashes her head right through the TV and fries her. You got the little stoner guy, little Brad Pitt stoner style character. Uh, he's fun in there. It's just I I like I love the effects of this one the best out of all the Freddy movies. I think I'd have to rewatch them all again. Although after rewatching them not long back, it's like holy shit, these are pretty perverse. <laughs> it's like when you're younger, you just don't think about how child rapey those movies were. Then when you get older and rewatch them, you notice more of those things. Sorry, I got stuff all over my equipment here. I'm trying to get these hairs and everything out of here from the cat. That's how you hear blowing stuff every now and then. But uh, Wednesday night, Colorado, my Colorado Avalanche won the first Stanley Cup game uh, in overtime. So they're up one to nothing against Tampa Bay Lightning. So looking forward to Saturday night's game. Can't wait. I hope I can see it. My TV, of course, was fine until the game started. Then we had a thunderstorm, and every the TV just kept chopping in and out. So I just had to turn the volume off and just catch the score. I didn't get to see any of the highlight goals or anything. It's like every time they went to shoot the puck, then the TV would glitch out. So that was irritating. I was going to see if I could find it a, a replay on ESPN or something today. See if I can rewatch it, but yeah, made me happy. So. All right, I'm gonna end this here, and we'll get back with previews of previews of things that are coming out that you can buy in your comic sh- shops in the future, or pre-order now, or buy online, or wherever you like to get your comics. And we will get right back, right after this. All right, it's that time of month again. Time to go through the previews of previews of items that are being previews that are going to come out in your stores and online and wherever you buy your wonderful comic book-related merchandise and items you like that are entertainment-related that you can pre-order now or you can pick up in a few months when the items come out. So yeah, I know that next month, I think, is the one that I'm looking forward to with the Halloween stuff will start popping out. But see if they have any this month starting the show. But we're going to start it all out with 007, number one, by Dynamite Entertainment. 007 is back in action after a high-stakes rescue mission is mysteriously, violently sabotaged. Bond's future at MI6 hangs in the balance as he awaits his fate. James Bond is urgently contacted by an old flame and mentor. Gwendolyn Gwendolyn Gann, formerly Agent 003, who warns Bond of an existential threat to England and the global balance of power. But before they can meet, 003 turns up dead 
sending Bond on the most personal mission of his career. Find Gwendolyn Gon's killers and expose the shadowy organization known only as Mermidden. So I would like to know if it's got a little bit of comedy style Bond work in there, like the old style Bond that I used to love before Daniel Craig and stuff kind of ruined the Bond franchise for me. But next up, we got 20th Century Man, number one by Image Comics. Extra length first issue. At the end of the 20th century, superheroes, geniuses, madmen, and activists rush towards World War II. A Soviet iron hero. Or World War Three, maybe. Uh, A Soviet iron hero, a super-powered American president, an insane cyborg soldier, an Afghan woman hell-bent on building a better life for her people. These strange yet familiar beings collide in a story that mixes history, politics, and comic book mythology into something totally new. Welcome to the 20th century, men where the edges of our reality and fiction touch, overlap, and then explode. Uh, Gotta bear with me with these, because when I start out doing them, the computer's a little rough at catching, keeping up with me, and it sometimes takes a little bit to get the pages to come up until I get through quite a few of these. Next up, though, we got 20XX Transport One-Shot, number one. Uh, 20XX, uh, 2000XX, however you want to say it. But 20XX Transport debuted on Jonathan Luna's social media, where his audience had the ability to vote and change the course of the story. From the futuristic yet grounded world of 20XX, a teenage boy with illegal telekinetic abilities in Anchorage, Alaska, tries to save his classmates on a school bus from a group of hijackers, presented in full color. So I know that 20XX, 2000XX series has been going for a while now, but I've never checked out any of it, so I don't really know what. It's about next up. We got 40 seconds trade paperback by Dark Horse Comics, a science fiction fantasy adventure about a brave team of scientists or science explorers traveling through a series of alien gateways to answer a distress call of a galaxy away. They find themselves jumping across the universe through strange and beautiful landscapes, only to be hunted by a vast, inexplicably unstoppable and dangerous horde. Amazing truths lie at the final gate, if only they they can make it in time. Collects issues 1 to 5 of the Comixology series. A lot of those Comixology series are coming to paper versions which is nice because I never checked them out because I just couldn't 
Can't get into the digital. I try. I know. I'm an old curmudgeon, but hey. What can I say? It's just easier to pick up a book and read it. And the pages, when they lay them out sometimes, I've heard people talk that you're not getting in the same field because the storyline, you're not seeing the whole page. So you're not seeing how things connect and stuff sometimes. So that can be a bummer. I got to take a drink, which I'm going to have to take a lot of because I've been working outside today and my mouth is super dry. Well, that's good because water's good for you. So drink up. The water's going to turn the tequila in about an hour. Uh, 45 years of 2000 AD Best of Jerry Finlay Day Hardcover by Rebellion. From the very beginning of his career working on girls comics for DC Thompson, it was clear that Gary Finley Day was a writer who oozed creative genius. Both editing and writing for IPC's Tammy, he transformed the title with riveting tales including the fondly remembered Slaves of War Orphan Farm. But it was on the boys' titles where he made the biggest impact, starting on battle with strips such as The Sarge and Hellmen of Hammer Force of Action, the work that he produced from seminal UK sci-fi comics 2000 AD, really highlight how Finley Day lives and breathes ideas. This collection showcases some of his best-known strips, including installments from Rogue Trooper, the VCs, Dan Dare, and the complete Harry 20 on the High Rock. I've enjoyed the Sarge, and I really enjoyed the Rogue Trooper, so... That might be something I might have to pick up someday. I might have some storylines that I don't have my hands on. That would be pretty enjoyable to check out then. Not too big on the war ones, but I did like those couple stories I did read. Next up, we got 50. And they have 5-0, and they also have 50 written out. Hardcover by Clover Press, LLC. A special unit of the FBI has the mission of cataloging, classifying, and tracking down the worst serial killers in the country. But some don't fit the profile and have proven to be elusive. There are 50 of these killers, tagged as suspect zeros, the most formidable of all, codenamed... Schrodinger's cat decides to challenge the FBI by tracking down the other 49. His rules of the game are simple. If the feds find his designated target before him, he will reveal a clue about himself. If they arrive too late, he will kill each suspect zero one by one. 50 is a breathtaking detective thriller that keeps you guessing until the end. That'd be a good serial killer style novel, but I... I mean, is it the complete story? Does it have all 50 serial killers hunted in this one book? I mean, if it does, and it doesn't say volume one or anything, so... That'd probably be pretty decent to get into. They have 52 Toys Panda 
Roll Daily Life Series 2 minifigure blind mystery box coming out by Dispersed Limited. I got a bunch of cute little panda figures. And then we got Action Journalism, number one by Oni Press. As a sinister alien armada looms over the earth, new Arcadia's favorite intrepid reporter, Kate Kelly, has just two hours to infiltrate the fleet, uncover the most scandalous secrets, land the interview of the century, and advert, avert interstellar war, and not necessarily in that order. This fast-paced, genre-hopping adventure of the action journalism team starts here. Sounds like it could be a fun little story. Then we have Adventure Game Comics, Graphic Novel, Volume 1, Leviathan, by Amulet Books. Adventure Game Comics is a new series of interactive graphic novels in the vein of Jason Shiga's hit graphic novel, Meanwhile. Readers follow the story from panel to panel using tubes that connect them, and sometimes the path will split, giving readers the chance to choose how the story unfolds. Leviathan is set in a medieval coastal village where residents live in fear of a giant sea creature. Your goal as a reader is simple. Defeat the Leviathan. As you wander through the open world, the town's backstory is revealed. You can attempt to visit the library to try and learn why the Leviathan destroyed it years ago. You can stop by the castle to discover the town was once riddled with crime and theft. If you're lucky... You may find your way to the old wizard who may possess the one thing that could keep the Leviathan at bay. But not everything is as it appears in this village. Can you discover the secrets and stop the Leviathan before it's too late? I love those game style books and I love that they're getting back into them and they're coming out with some pretty cool sounding ones. That one sounds a little fun. Just wish I was back in grade school again. I'd be totally into checking those out. Next up, we got Air Toys, Zhao Lan and his friends. Sports mini series figure blind mystery box. Yeah, these little mini sports figure type character thingies. They're kind of interesting looking, and it looks like you might be able to put them together to play a game if you got enough of them. So that could be fun. Next up, we got Akkad, Graphic Novel, Volume 1 of 2 by Cinebook. The page will come up for me. Likes to freeze up every now and then. But in the near future, Earth is falling to the catastrophic alien invasion. Giant beetle-like creatures emerge without warning from spatio-temporal rifts. Wipe out resistance in certain zones, then seal it behind a completely impenetrable barrier. Entire sections of the planet have already been lost forever. With conventional weaponry powerless, the U.S. authorities or 
Authorize, a program that will turn five teenagers into pure geniuses. Will the test subjects be defense, find a de- defense though, or will they become out of control themselves? And it sounds like a interstellar version of the uh, the kids show that's out right now. <laughs> I just totally lost it. Uh, brain fart. The one that's going back in the eight to the eighties and stuff. And Jesus Christ, I can't think of it. Oh well. I know everybody's yelling it at me. All right, we got all new Firefly Gospel According to Jane, Volume One, Hardcover by Boom Studios. Rising star writer David M. Booher and artist Jody Perez or Jordy Perez plot an all new era for the future of Serenity. While also revealing new secrets from the crew's past after their adventures on the Earth that was the crew of the Serenity are reunited under the leadership of Captain Cayley and undertake a mission that will test their moral code. It's not long before the crew collides with the mysterious history of the crew member responsible for this whole mess. The hero of Canton himself, one Jane Cobb. Poor Jane. He's always getting in trouble for everything. <laughs> Just wants to go about life, living his life. Everybody's always hunting him down. <laughs> Making up stories of things that he did in his past. Alright, time for a swig. Oh, I'm going to have to fill my jug up again. Alright, let's see where we're sitting. Yeah, we got plenty of time yet. Alley Oop in Wonderland by Manuscript Press. Alley Oop falls into Wonderland where he meets the Mad Hatter, the Queen of Hearts, the Cheshire Cat, and of course Alice herself. Includes all the daily strips from 1979. Never before reprinted. Those would that'd be a fun one to get because I always liked the Alley Oop series. At least when I was a kid, I haven't read it in a long time. It could be really bad, <laughs> so I should check it out again. But an Alice in Wonderland version of it, I think that could be a lot of fun to check out, especially after currently reading this Alice in Wonderland run that Alice Ever After or whatever, which is just too serious. I don't know. I like the funner versions myself. It's a it's a dark and dreary story to start with, and then yeah, when you get deep into the reality of it, it just kind of bums you out. But Amazing Fantasy Volume Three, Number One Thousand One Shot. They got a cool Peach Momoko cover, which I love. How they got it laid out with the spider going up the face. The comic that brought you Spider-Man hits issue 1000. We're going big to celebrate in this this, our 1000th issue of Amazing Fantasy. An all-star roster of creators are coming together to celebrate Peter Parker and Spider-Man's birthdays. I'm going to pick up one of the covers. I just don't know which one, but just because it's issue 1000... 
it's going to be a key element for something. It's just, yeah, got to have it. All right. Race almost 20 minutes in. We don't even, haven't even got out of the A's yet. All right. We got America Lost and Found, Rediscovered Scripts by Rebellion. America Lost and Found. The Rediscovered Scripts takes you behind the scenes on one of the most important comic book stories of all time. Rediscovered by chance three decades after publication, John Wagner's surviving scripts for America are now presented in with in-depth commentary from the writer, revealing the first time the thinking and, and process behind the groundbreaking morally complex story. This is then followed by the story itself with Colin McNeil's beautifully fully painted art remastered and still delivering its emotional gut punches after 20 year, or 30 years with new introductions from John Wagner and Garth Enos. This is the absolute must read for fans of Judge Dredd and the process behind making comics, but also those looking for insight into the politics and evolution of one of the most famous comic book characters of all time. In Mega City One, the judges are the law, acting as judge, jury, and executioner. But how do the citizens really feel about the system, where they are powerless? America Jara and Bennett Beanie grow up as best friends, living a fairly trouble-free life in a dangerous city. But the odd encounter with a judge, time draws them apart, and then, and when they are brought back together, Beeries is, is a successful singer, and America has become involved with a terrorist organization, with the judges in its sights. I would not have thought that was going to be a Judge Dredd book. <laughs> I was just thinking it was going to be something completely different. And I like that Garthena has a part in it. And we got an Ameri American Vampire Omnibus, Volume 1 Hardcover, the 2022 edition, by DC Black Label. And this will be chronically in the history of the new breed of vampire. American Vampire is a fresh look at an old monster, a generational epic showcasing the bloodlust that lay hidden beneath America's most distinctive eras. Cunning, ruthless, and rattlesnake mean Skinner Sweet is thoroughly corrupt gunslinger. When European vampires come to the American Old West, they turn Skinner into a true monster. The very first American Vampire. This collects American Vampire number 1 to 27, American Vampire Survival of the Fittest number 1 to 5, and American Vampire Lord of the Nightmares number 1 to 5. So it's a pretty complete collection. You got 37 books all in compressed into one book. So you're, that's not too bad. It's basically about 250 issue if you figure it out. Well, that's at a pre-order price. <laughs> you don't want to get it on pre-order if you want to save yourself some cash. 
then they also have the American Vampire Omnibus Volume 2 hardcover, which this one collects American Vampire number 28 to 34, The Long Road to Hell number 1, American Vampire Anthology number 1 to 2, American Vampire Second Cycle number 1 to 11, and American Vampire 1976 number 1 to 12 or 1 to 10. I'm surprised they're going back to the 76 version in the volume 2 when they could have put that that in the volume 1 version and it would have made more sense. They got a really cool American Werewolf in London Tootie Terrors 6 inch action figure 2 pack. You get the wolf and the guy all tore up. Those are pretty I like those tiny tune ones. Those are always pretty cool looking. There's an Anna Mercury number one to five wrap covers bag set of five comics by Avatar Press. And then I think we got enough time. Let me double check here. Yeah, we're getting there. I'll do. I can. I think actually we're going to stop it here and we'll get back with some Archie and his friends coming up right after this. Okay, let's get to some Archie and Friends. Archie and Friends Thrills and Chills, number one, by Archie Comics. A brand new story kicks off this collection of tales, thrill rides, exciting adventures, and odd occurrences. In return to Mirrordale, a house of mirrors on the Riverdale boardwalk piques everyone's interest. When no one listens to Archie's advice to avoid this familiar haunt, Betty, Veronica, and Reggie all go in encountering obnoxious and opposite versions of themselves. Will they be able to escape as themselves, or will they... They're bizarre. Sorry, I keep burping up. Been drinking too much water, apparently. Or will their bizarro mirror world versions take over? I mean, Reggie can't get any worse. Uh, His version might be better. Uh, Same with Veronica. We don't want Betty to change. Don't mess with my Betty. We got Archie 1000 page comics acclaim trade paperback by Archie Comics. If the page will come up, get ready to jump for joy. We got 1000 more pages of Archie Comics fun. That's right, Archie 1000 page comics acclaim has arrived. So it's got. Over 100 classic stories. So it's all a lot of repeated. Nothing nothing new in that one, I guess. Got Archie Jumbo Comics Digest, number 332 by Archie Comics. Which Peter decided to start being stubborn with me all of a sudden. This has two brand new stories. First, Treb and Archie are getting into parkour, but it seems like a lot of effort to Jughead for not much of a return. 
Will he jump into this new trend or let it fly past him? Then, in what a twist, Trula Twist is always trying to understand the male psyche, or psyche, especially Jughead's. Learning the power of hypnotism, she tries to hypnotize Jughead into opening up about his real feelings for her. Jughead don't have no feelings for you, woman. Jughead's his own person. Leave Jughead alone. Then we got Archie Milestones Jumbo Digest, number 16. The 2000s by Archie Comics. If it comes up. We travel back to the start of the millennium with this digest spotlighting the best of the 2000s. Beginning with a brand new stories and movie melee, Archie and the gang are spending the summer at his family's rental lake house. They're having a grand old time having fun in the sun, camping, and watching movies in the cabin at night, where Archie discovers the newest technology, Netfilms, a service where DVDs are delivered to him several times a week. But when Archie keeps receiving mail from them once the summer ends, he's starting to wonder if something's glitchy about this new service. Uh, the good old days of Netflix DVD re- delivery services. <laughs> it actually didn't last that long, I don't think. I think it only ran a couple of years. Alright. Time to leave Archie alone. And check out the Army of Darkness versus Reanimer. Oh no, that's a number two for that. Army of Darkness reanimator. Run, sorry about that. I usually don't do the ongoings. But we do have August Purgatory Underground, number one, by Red 5 Comics. As, As a long civil war ends, the once celebrated hero, Captain August, finds himself in the center of an intergalactic controversy. Running out of time and options, he accepts a dangerous mission to a decaying planet and finds that the war isn't nearly over. An action-packed sci-fi thriller that remixes the nostalgia of the 80s cartoon in a contemporary style. My time's all mixed up all of a sudden. Thinking it's an hour later than it is. Alright. We got Batman Black and White. Trade paperback by DC Comics. The Eisner Award winning anthology series returns with all new tales of mystery, mayhem, and madness. From some of the finest and most innovative storytellers to explore the Batman mythos in stark black and white. I wonder if that would be considered like the Black, White, and Blood series or not. Something like that. Just haven't been getting into too many of those oddball Batman runs. Yeah, Batman Dear Detective number one. One shot by DC Comics. 
What happens when a comics art powerhouse meets one of the greatest, most exciting heroes of all time? One part prestige art book, one part compelling noir tale. This one-of-a-kind edition collects some of Lee Bermejo's most jaw-dropping Batman covers woven together to tell a story that strikes right at the heart of the Dark Knight, never or Dark Knight's never-ending crusade. And we got Batman Hush, 20th Anniversary Edition, hardcover by DC Comics. Doesn't want me to read about it, apparently. It's taking forever to come up. A criminal epidemic is sweeping Gotham, and Batman's enemies have emerged to wreak havoc on the caped crusader's life. But little do they know that they're all just pawns in a grand scheme concocted by the enigmatic Hush, with one endgame in mind. Destroy Bruce Wayne. I don't know much about this Hush character. I don't think I really followed any th- any storylines that had that character in it over time. Batman's been busy this month. We got Batman One Bad Day of the Riddler One Bad Day the Riddler number one one shot by DC Comics. The Dark Knight's greatest villains get their greatest stories yet. The Riddler, Two-Face, the Penguin, Mr. Freeze, and you know them all. The standard same old villains that he always deals with. Are given are all given a 64-page prestige format specials that show why they are the greatest villains in all of comics. We begin with Batman, One Bad Day, The Riddler, Tom King and Mitch Garads, the Eisner Warning duo, they reunite to dive deep into the mind of Batman's most intellectual foe, The Riddler. The Riddler has killed a man in broad daylight for seemingly no reason, but there's always reason. The Riddler is always playing a game. There are always rules. Batman will reach his wits and trying to figure out the Riddler's true motivation in this epic psychological thriller. This is not to be missed. Uh, It's going to be missed by me because if they're going to run that out through each one of the villains and stuff, I don't know. That could get get to be a costly run. Uh, they got the Batman, the Long Halloween Deluxe Edition, Haunted Night, hardcover by DC Comics. Now, what does this collect? Let's see here. This haunting collection contains tales of three Halloweens. Batman Legends of the Dark Knight, Halloween Special Number 1. Batman Madness, A Legend of the Dark Knight, Halloween Special Number 1. And Batman Ghosts. A Legends of the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Halloween Special Number One. Sorry, I had to pause for a second because those first two sounded vaguely familiar. 
or similar, I should say, not familiar. So it's like they're, they're almost the exact same. Yeah, they are different ones, regular ones, madness. But you're only getting three book, side book runs for this. And it's got a $50 retail price tag on it, so that's pretty surprising. I don't know. I don't know how many how many pages are in those three different issues, but Be Kind My Neighbor, graphic novel by Silver Sprocket. So I better check my timer yet. We got plenty of time. A psychedelic horror, a whirlwind romance. It begins when cursed Troubadour Wedge Waltz waltzes into his next podunk and meets Mr. Neighbor, a sweet man made of cloth. Amidst a slew of cult killings and surreal drama, their romance grows until figures from Wedge's past reappear to claim him once more. Not really sure what that's all about. I need a swig. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Good shit, Maynard. All right. Becoming Frankenstein, number one, by 10 Ton Press. Have you heard the story about the genius scientist who sought to bring the dead back to life? The shy young lad bullied to his complex childhood culminating in a brilliant yet distraught mind. Saved too late from such nightmares and fueled by darkness. Grave deeds would be committed on his behalf. Once he chose not to escape, becoming an even more daring in his arrogance... Becoming Frankenstein was not easy, and it's even worse for those who stood in his path. Herein lies the stories of those who suffered and died, with their corpses dissected to help make Victor Frankenstein's dream come true. Victor von Frankenstein. I wish they'd give us a count, uh, an issue count for that one. I'm always up for a good Frankenstein story. I, for some reason, have a soft spot in my heart for the character. Yes, it reminds me of me. All the formed and chopped up and made up of all different parts. Uh, yeah, Best of Catgirl trade paperback by Rebellion Comics. The first ever collection of the UK's premier superheroine. This action-packed comic is perfect for readers new to the meow-nificent world of Catgirl. Kathy Carter is not your average teen. She can jump further, fight longer, and climb higher than anyone she knows. With the aid of a magic suit, she is Catgirl. 
facing off in glamorous, globe-trotting adventures against supervillains and master criminals, Kathy often finds the hardest fight comes from her bumbling detective father, who doesn't believe Kathy can fend for herself. Can Kathy save the world when the person trying to hold her back is her dad? I don't know. You better read it to find out. And then we got some Betty and Veronica. Jumbo Comics Digest, number 306, by Archie Comics. Two brand new stories. First, in Sunny with a Chance of Rescue, Betty and Veronica meet up for their favorite summer activity, scoping out the annual lifeguard trials on the beach and checking out the cute guys training to become lifeguards for the season. This year, they get a mischievous idea. Why not take some action instead of just just spectating like they always do? Will they catch the eye of a cute lifeguard or end up in deep water? Then, in Mall Madness, Pepper and Josie are shopping for new bathing suits in a local mall. All is going relatively well. Better for Josie than Pepper, until Melody shows up. As soon as the local boys hear that Melody is trying on bathing suits, the store and mall are soon overwhelmed by thousands of teenage perverts. I mean, boys. (laughs) It's like she's trying on bathing suits, so what, they're all coming and hiding in the dressing rooms and stuff? There's a Birdwatchers board game by Renegade Game Studios. In this fast competitive game, players are rival wildlife photographers on a hunt to snap photos of the elusive and illustrious birds of paradise. Players lure birds to, to their tree from the jungle, take photos of the birds in their trees, and publish their findings. The photographer with the most citation points at the end of the game is awarded Nature Photographer of the Year and is the winner. Interesting. Don't hear much about bird watching anymore these days. It must be becoming a thing again. Alright, where are we at? I can do a couple more in this section. We got Black Adam. Justice Society Files, Cyclone number one, one shot. When she was young, Maxine Hunkle dreamed of flying with the Justice Society. Now she finally has the powers and the opportunity, but will she say yes? Guest starring Hawkman on the road to Black Adam. So this is, we're already... Making Black Adam into a teenage girl. I mean, pretty soon all we're going to have is a bunch of teenage girls here. It's like we just started to learn about the Black Adam. Aren't we going to get to know this character before he quits and some teenage girl takes over for him? I don't know what's going on with the 
comic book universe anymore. Why? Why are they ruining it? Finally get back into it and it's all turning into teenage girls. It's like, you gotta have other characters too, you know? Uh, Inclusivity. <laughs> I ain't say the word. Uh, but it's getting out of hand. Might as well just segregate. Let's just separate everybody. Let's just everybody since we can't agree to just be called humans <laughs> instead we all have to have different races and all this bullshit why don't we just have every one of them make a comic for boy and girl and have their race and all that and then print it out for let's let's pick five characters Five characters, and you rearrange them for every different ethnicity, every different race, every different uh, sexual orientation, however you want to say all this stuff. Just go ahead. Pick five freaking characters and do it with every one of them. And then put them out. Print, oh, I don't know, a thousand of each or... 5,000 of each, and see how many sell for each one. And then limit it down and just pick the damn characters. We can't have all... You're going to keep taking these characters and putting out so many different types and versions. So it just ruins it. It doesn't even make it fun anymore. You're not, not looking at the character as a character anymore. I don't care what color their skin is. I don't care what sexual preference they have. I just want my characters to be a character. And we sat there and for the longest time had Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and they didn't, they've never grew older. They never did anything. And now we got all these different versions of them. I would have rather that they grew old, die, and they came out with new ones over the years. I didn't give two shits about the originals. But <laughs> you could have sat there and done that. Instead, they never grew older and but yet, all of a sudden, now there's all these new characters that are being born and stuff. Well, don't the other characters have to age in order for new ones to be born into the system? But, I don't know. It's, it's everybody else's world, how they want to lay it out. I just do. I just like my, my version of it. It's, <laughs> I don't see why we got to just have so many different things of everything just all work together we're humans can't we just be one species <laughs> and then we got blondie against the odds i like blondie blondie is always great she's just she's held up pretty good over the years too she hasn't done anything that got her in too much trouble or anything this is by z2 comics that does a lot of the music ones Combining an imaginative take on an oral history of the band. Inspired with artistic interpretations of ten songs from Blondie's catalog. Blondie Against the Odds captures the grit and fiction of New York City as the band fought their way to prominence. As well as the power and energy contained within their song that fueled their rise. I mean, Blondie's done a lot of great things over the years. And I always liked her. 
All right, we're going to stop it there, and we'll get back with more soon. All right, next up, we got Blood on Sunset, Collected Edition, Trade Paperback by SourcePoint Press. It's June 20th, 1947. Former cop Clint Braddock is drinking at a bar on Sunset Boulevard. When he gets a call from his ex-girlfriend, Beverly Bugsy Seagull's just been murdered. And he, she, or Beverly is his ex-girlfriend, but Bugsy Seagull's just been murdered. And she found the body. She's terrified and needs his help. Fast, Braddock arrives on the scene to find the aftermath of a violent, sadistic murder. Not your typical mob hit. It almost looks like the work of Eaters. Amidst the carnage, Braddock uncovers evidence that someone may be trying to pin the murder on him. Now the seat of power in this criminal underworld is up for grabs, and rumors of a vampire crime syndicate emerging as a major player's looks disturbingly plausible. As Braddock is pulled deeper into the hunt for Siegel's killer... He'll find he's either the ideal ally for the vampire cause or the perfect weapon to stop it. It all depends on where his loyalties lie. And you give me vampires, and you give me Bugsy Seagull. I mean, actually didn't give a shit about it until I got further into it. It's something that actually sounds kind of fun. But yeah, I'll wait and find it in a bargain bin someday. Then I'll check it out. We got Bloom Country, Library Book One, soft cover by IDW Publishing. All the humor, all the characters, all in one series of books. Whether you're new to the series or an old fan, this is the perfect opportunity to collect one of the most popular and critically acclaimed newspaper comic strips of all time. Running from December 8, 1980 to August 6, 1989, Bloom Country was published in an astounding 1,200 newspapers on a daily basis. The huge popularity of Bloom County spawned a merchandising bonanza, as well as two spin-off strips, Outland and Opus. The first Bloom County paperback collection Loose Tales sold over 1 million copies. Bloom County Library Book 1 is the first of five editions collecting the Pulitzer Prize and Eisner Award winning comic strip in its entirety. The first book introduces the beloved Opus the Penguin as well as Bill the Cat, Cutter John, Michael Binkley, Milo Bloom, Steve Dallas, and others. This volume also contains insightful commentary by Berkeley breathed on his quirky creators. Every strip from the very first until the last are presented here in chronologically. You'll never have a better chance to revisit these old friends or to discover them for the first time. That is cool. That's the complete 
run of it. I never really got into the Bloom character. I think I like the side characters better, but I don't know. I've been so disappointed with Sunday comic strips lately. It's just starting to wonder how they even got their jobs in the first place. I think Bloom's a pretty decent one. Uh, Blue Flame Complete Series Trade Paperback by Bolt Comics. I just read issue 8, I believe it is. But this will have the whole complete run, I assume. The Blue Flame is a cosmic hero. The Bloom Blue Flame is a do-it-yourself vigilante that fights crime on the streets of Milwaukee. The Blue Flame is a blue-collar HVAC repairman named Sam Brusom. In the wake of a horrific tragedy, the boundaries of the Blue Flame's identity blur even further. Now before universal, a universal trial, the Blue Flame must prove that humanity is worth saving. But in order to do that, Sam Brossom has to save himself. Can he? It doesn't tell you how many issues. I'm still wondering what the run's going to be. I think it's going to be 10 to 12 is what we're looking at to finish it off. But seeing this not being a volume one, I can see now that the story will be ending with this run. We have Boat Life graphic novel by Floating World Comics. Serialized between 1996 and 2000. Boat Life stars novelist Suda Kenta, a lightly veiled stand-in for the artist Serge Tadeo himself as he pursues a life of reprieve and reverie on a small makeshift houseboat on a river outside of Tokyo. Based loosely on the artist's own daily life, this charming story follows the helpless protagonist on a series of magical, absurd quests, featuring a panoply of personable characters. Apparently, this person liked to write with a bunch of words that no one could understand, Ugh. including a drunkard fisherman, a pervy monk, a talking corpse, a senile hermit, and a half supportive, half doubtful wife and adult son. Most of the scenes take place on the Tanegua River in Chiba, a favorite fishing stop of Suji's. Others occur at the artist's home or at Joker, a jeans and apparel shop. The Suji opened in 1977. Uh, It's hard to really understand what it's all about, but if he's making someone else write his story while he's just living on a boat. It's like, that's the perfect time to write your story. Gotta get bored just sitting on a boat. I got Brigade Remastered Edition, number one, by Image Comics. The issue that started it all, Brigade number one, remastered by today's top comic book talent. Brigade exploded onto the scene as one of Image Comics' launch titles, making its first appearance 
in August 1992. An electrifying fandom. We celebrate and commemorate, commemorate the impact and anniversary of the historic occasion with a star-studded roster of illustrators creating all new magic with fresh new pages for the commemorative 30th anniversary issue. I have some Brigade comics. I haven't read them yet, so I don't know anything about the character. So, And I probably have the number one anyways. So. I don't have to pick it up anew. We got Brothers Flick, Impossible Doors, trade paperback by Vault Comics. At Stranger House, things are weird. There's an odor wedged in the closet, and you have to be careful not to slip on the leak coming from the ocean in the attic. What possibly what's possibly weirder than the fact that you can walk into the bathroom and end up in next Tuesday are the four brothers who investigate these strange occurrences, the brothers Flick, Leo Desmond, Remy, and Cub seek to get to the bottom of every shadow. You swear you saw a move if they happen to stumble upon answers to this mysterious disappearance of their own family along the way. All the better. Sherlock Holmes meets Wayside School in this Edwardian-era supernatural sleuthing graphic novel. <laughs> Stranger Things is this series I was trying to think of a couple episodes ago with another comic <laughs> just popped in my head. Now, this character I love. I've watched the things and I think we have a couple little books for him. Banicula, graphic novel by Anaheim or Athenium Books. Celebrate over 40 years of the modern classic Banicula with this fantastic graphic novelization that will send a shiver down your spine and leave you howling with laughter. Harold the dog and Chester the cat must find out the truth about the newest pet in the Monroe household, a suspicious-looking bunny with unusual habits and bangs. Could this innocent-seeming rabbit actually be a vampire? Experience the chills and thrills of this classic tale in an all-new graphic novel format. So it's like basically the same original storyline, and they're just redoing the format and the graphic novel version of it, which is kind of a bummer. I was hoping they'd have some new stories, because I love the vernacular story. If you haven't heard it and read it, you should just... Definitely check it out, but yeah, I'm not going to jump into something where I got to get the same thing I already have before and they're putting a high price tag on it. Yeah, I'll hold off. Next up, we got Chilling Adventures, Jax's Grim, or Jinx's Grim Fairy Tales by Archie Comics. Teen Jinx Holiday is Riverdale's go-to babysitter. The often unruly kids that she watches over always change, seemingly for the better. 
the key to her success, her book of unique fairy tales, all of which tell a moralistic story, usually grim, gruesome ones that frighten the children, with Jinx as the star of each and every one. What sinister, I mean serious, lessons will she teach her wards? And this is... Looks like it's going to be... It it doesn't say number one or anything, but yet if you look at the cover, yeah, it does have a number one on it that says one shot. I'm going to have to definitely pick this one up for my collection of Archie Comics, but... I think they could have fun doing a at least a five-page run of different types of little fairy tales that she put together. But hopefully they'll have more in the future. Next we got CIH presents Kurtz vs. Kurtz One-Shot by Aardvark Banheim. Riffing on Harvey Kurtzman. Does anyone even know who Harvey Kurtzman is anymore? I don't. Riffing on Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness. Does anyone even know who Joseph... No, I don't. Riffing on Francis Ford Coppola's Apocalypse Now. Well, yeah, I know that. Riffing on Steamboat Willie. Okay, now you're talking. A 24-page... Steamboat Willie Riff with a bunch of stuff you've never heard of mixed in. And it's that weird aardvark character again, so I won't be jumping on that one. But you can if you enjoy that. I want to meet someone that's into this character because they have a lot of books. They have a Circadian's Chaos Order board game, which looks kind of interesting. You're like, you're doing different factions with unique leaders and attributes, buildings, and their own personal win condition. It's an, an... This is an addition to the global wind condition of controlling all remaining relics on the map. Over the course of up up to six rounds, players will be reaching, constructing buildings, and harvesting resources. Sounds kind of interesting. Kind of surprised that they're bringing that format into a board game style format. But, hey, what the heck? It's always fun to play a game with someone. At Classified Black Box by Fair Square Comics, LLC. Not sure what's up with that. Doesn't give us an issue or anything. Where fiction meets reality. Where ordinary people living extraordinary adventures. Here comes Classified. The Black Box. Yuli Troy is a historian working at a secret White House storage facility somewhere in Maryland. He never thought he'd stumble upon one of the most explosive secrets American presidents have managed to keep under wraps, a music box, which stayed in the Oval Office for 200 years and recorded every conversation in the room. 
unbeknownst to any soul. Ironically, the black box was produced in 2011 and similarly remained shelved for over a decade. It's a beautiful time capsule, though Fabrice Sapolsky had just wrapped up co-writing Spider-Man. I don't need to get into that. But they have a lot of things from the past that talk about certain conversations possibly being recorded and and devices that they used for recording over a certain period of time. And there is some truth to some of those things, I guess. Who knows? Comp Creep Hacks, Hardcover, Volume 7, Erotic Stories, Part 1, by Fantagraphics. In this first of two volumes in Fantagraphics, Creep Hacks, series devoted to the artist comics adaptations of the erotic literary canon, Valentina takes on Georgia Batali's The Story of an Eye, and then we follow Arson's Aunt Emmanuel on her sensual journey. The Story of a Story, 1981, stars Milanese photographer Valentina. Finding herself home alone, she cheekily decides to fantasize about George's Batali's infamous novella, The Story of an Eye. With a twist, she's playing all the roles in the stories Emmanuel, 1978, and Emmanuel, the Anti-Virgin, 1990, Krapax follows the titular heroine on her sensual journey as the polyamorous wife of a French diplomat in Thailand. And it's... If you are ever into or wanted to get into those Emmanuel stories and those characters from... The erotic days of history's past. Uh, this would be a good book for you. They, it was a big thing over, I want to say, late 60s, early 70s. I think it even went a little further than that into possibly the 90s. I believe they did some reprints and some, came out with some other things. And, but yeah, that was a popular period. We have Concrete World Trade Paperback Volume 1 by Rebel Sidekick. In a dark future, Felix, Polly, and Sarah form an unlikely friendship brought together by their addiction to the illegal virtual reality technology known as Dream Tech. Their use of the mind-altering device leads the three on a quest for an ultimate high a mythical virtual reality program nicknamed Black Ivory, which is rumored to be digital nirvana. Without money to acquire the elusive software, the three turn to a crime spree that puts them on a collision course with authoritarian law enforcement, technology-dealing gangsters, and ultimately themselves. The concrete world explores friendship, addiction, Loss, obsession, love, and consequences. From humanity pushing forward with new technologies. 
a story of three lost souls so disillusioned with the real world, they'll do everything possible to escape into virtual one. Wander the forever night of this neon-soaked world, along with Felix, Polly, and Sierra, as they search for the ultimate escape and discover that ultimately freedom is the new drug. Yeah, that sounds interesting, but I don't think I'll be jumping on that. We got Coven, graphic novel by G.P. Putnam's and Sons. That's a new company I've never heard of before. Rebel Sidekick, I think, might be a new company, too. But Ermsey has always lived in sunny California, and she'd much rather spend her days surfing with her friends and hanging out with her girlfriend than honing her powers as a fire elemental. But when members of her family, families coming back east, are murdered under mysterious circumstances that can only be a result of powerful witchcraft, her family must suddenly return to dreary upstate New York. There, Ermsey will have to master her neglected craft in order to find the killer before her family becomes their next target. I thought it was going to be a coven of witches and it's a coven of fire handlers or spitters or something like that. They have Cover Girls 2 illustrations by Gwema March from Image and they also have Cover Girls 1 these are advanced solicit superstar artist Gilliam March is well known for his DC Comics work and his creator-owned image books, Carmen. This companion to the sold-out cover girl showcases his best and most breathtaking artwork, including beautifully crafted European adult projects, projects like Monica and the Dream. Also includes includes more than 200 full-color images, including covers, pinups, sketches, and process work, all celebrating the female form. It also features a delightful, spicy 20-page comic released in English for the first time ever, as well as his run of acclaimed, of acclaimed Vampirella covers. Damn it, you gotta throw the Vampirella covers in there, too. I don't know. I, I don't need that in my collection right now. But if you want those, you have the Cover Girls 1 and 2 available by Image Comics. I think we are going to probably stop this here and we'll get back with more stuff eventually soon. Okay, we're going to get back to doing some more previews of goodies that are coming out in the future. Just bear with me, because I've been drinking and I'm watching the Colorado Avalanche kick the shit out of the Edmonton Oilers. So, <laughs> I might phase off every now and then, and <laughs> we'll see what happens. But we're going to start out with Cover of Darkness, Collected Edition, Trade Paperback by Source Point Press. 
a dark fantasy series featuring reimagined classic horror characters in an all-new shared universe set in medieval Romania. When a family is separated from each other, they encounter villains and creatures they never knew existed. An epic journey where gorillas fight werewolves and a steampunk Atlantean Frankenstein topples cities. Aw, oh, man. I wasn't going to buy it, but they had to throw Frankenstein in there? I got to think about it. We'll see. Might still wait till it comes out in the bargain bin, but see what happens. Got Cover the Dead with Lime, number one by Blood Moon Comics. The Great Plague ravishes England, killing thousands in its first year. Housebound infected homes are marked with a painted red cross, warning of the spread as warning of the spread as plague doctors are sent into towns to face the impending doom. Kind of reminds me of days or the religious days when they marked the doors so they could slaughter their children. <laughs> the first son could be slaughtered. All right. We got Crash and Troy, number one of four. This is by A Wave Blue World, which I've never heard of before, but it's got a cool Star Wars parody style cover on here. Intergalactic mercenaries Rex, Crash, Ballard, and Troy 3.0 find themselves in hot water after a prison break on Wexia 1 sets free the dictator of Wexia 2. Now they must clean up their mess or find themselves locked up. This means working with Chief Fiona Alvarez of the Earth Defense Forces to recapture Supreme Leader Jongle. And stop interplanetary war, war. No sweat for two pros like Crash and Troy. Oh, they don't give me enough info, but I really love that cover. But I ain't going to get sucked in by covers anymore because I've been paying for it lately. <laughs> I will have to behave myself and just step aside until I see more of what it's about. All right, we got Crimson Storm number one. This is by Ten Ton Press. That was me ripping a piece of paper towel, and it was not me farting. Just so you know. <laughs> Meet Crimson Storm, aka Don McGregor, a government-sponsored superheroine with explosive powers and a troubled past. Can she walk the line between saving citizens and getting chewed up? By DC Politics in the late 1990s. It says it's created, written, and drawn by Brandon McKinney. With, that did ElfQuest, Bruce Lee, Harley Quinn, the animated series. All good stuff. But, yeah, I ain't into the political shit. They can have that. I don't even want to think about politics. Ooh, Colorado scored again. Nice one. <laughs> All right, you can get crossed plus 100, number one to six, future tense bag set of six comics from Avatar Press. You can get number 13 to 18, the wishful fiction bag set from Avatar Press. You can get number seven to 12, 
Also the wish, wishful fiction big set of six comics. And then we got Grunch, graphic novel by Clarion Books. Kayla Miller, the New York Times bestselling author, illustrator of Click Camp, Act and Clash, returns with a new Olive story. It's no secret that Olive loves trying new things, between taking guitar lessons, making a short film, joining Barry Scouts, and leading the charge on her school's dress code reform. Olive has her hands full, but she enjoys being busy. So staying on track with her jam-packed schedule should be no problem, right? As weeks fly by, it gets harder and harder for Olive to find time for her activities. Never mind time for herself. Will she be able to accomplish her goals, or will all her sizzle turn to fizzle? A cat came up and kicked back on the couch next to me. It's nighttime. You should be out playing. Uh, D&D Demelic Unlife-Sized Replica. It's just a cool-looking skull with glowing green eyes and a glowing green internal mouth form. I, just, I love how that looks. There's a D&D Nulzers, Marvelous Unpainted Minis Human Clerics, and you got two clerics in wheelchairs, which you don't see this much. You don't see much handicap related characters anymore. It's, well, I mean, you never did, really, so it's Unique when you see things like this. They have lots of other cool characters and dragons and all that stuff. But these these ones just caught my eye. And these are by WizKids. Then we got Damage Control Volume 4, Number 1. This is by Marvel Comics. From the creator of TV's The Goldbergs, Marvel's unsung heroes finally get sung. After the mega-powered battle and Hulk level catastrophes damage control is always there to clean up the mess and get things back to normal i was wondering what they did i have some damage control comics from the 90s i believe but i had no idea what they were about but now i do but damage control is much more than just a glorified cleanup crew and this new series will pull back the curtain and reveal the secret inner workings that were previously only available to people with clearance level 8, and will witness it all through the eyes of Gus, a fresh-faced, eager newcomer to the company who has no idea how chaotic his life is about to become. Adam F. Goldberg from TV's The Goldbergs and Hans Rodinoff team up with Will Robson to take you into the secret labyrinth of the damage control, where it's totally common to run into familiar faces like Moon Knight, Nightcrawler, She-Hulk, and more. Plus a second story by damage control creator Dwayne McDuffie's McSpouse, <laughs> Charlotte, Mc Charlotte Fullerton. I got this mech thing going. I'll just put it in front of every word now. As the damage control crew must clean up after the Infinity Gauntlet. This actually sounds like it could be kind of fun. 
I might actually have to check out at least the first three issues. And it's surprising to see that Adam F. Goldberg's getting into the whole comic world. But that's fine with me. It does a decent job with the show. So the series could be fun. Damn it, Edmondson scored. So now it's 4-7, Colorado lead. <laughs> they only got a three-point lead. That's not good enough, damn it. All right, Dan Dan Unharmable, number one to six, rap covers. Big set of six comics by Avatar Press. That one looked interesting. I might have to pick that. Little grouping up. I haven't picked up a group of comics yet. But, oh, well, now they they also have number seven to 12. That would put me down for two sets. I don't like doing that. We'll see. I'll have to learn more about that character. The covers look fun, but I gotta see if the character's any fun. We got Dandy presents Penny Dreadful's One Shot by Source Point Press. Queer comedy icon and internet sensation Dandy of the secret organization of homosexuals known as the Lavender Society brings you this collection of Victorian-era horror stories written and illustrated by the best up-and-coming LGBTQ plus creators. Oh, I actually got that right. I don't know, I'd like to see what kind of horror stories they like to write up. I wouldn't think it would be much different than any other ones, but we will see. Could have some fun ideas. Uh, looks like Edmonton's got the power play against Colorado. I don't know what happened. I missed the penalty. Damn it. Uh, sorry, all kinds of action going on around the goalie. Uh, got to see what happens. All right, we got Dark Crisis, Worlds Without a Justice League, Green Lantern, number one, one shot by DC Comics. When Pariah and his forces of the Great Darkness laid waste to the most powerful superheroes of all time, all hope was lost. But the spirit of the Justice League can never truly die. Jon Stewart takes flight to defend his planet as the Emerald Knight of Justice alongside allies Red Hood and the blind prophet Kyle Rayner. Plus, Hawkgirl takes to the skies in her own unique world. Where there's life, there's hope, and with that hope comes a deeper unraveling of the tapestry of the DCU's biggest event of 2022. I do want to put a shout out there just because I just found out that in I it's mid-July, early July, Fair Fight Volume 2 is coming out. Just look up Fair Fight Comics website and you can find out more about it but it's a local wisconsin writer artist group that started a comic book that i'm enjoying and loving the run looking forward to the animated series to come out and they've done other comics that have been very enjoyable also so check those out and i believe the other ones were called waves and uh other siders i believe it was called but you can go back on my reviews and i've talked about them in the past but yeah i just want to give them a shout out 
since they got volume two out, which I've been looking forward to, to seeing where the story goes. All right, this one is interesting. Next up, we got DC Saved by the Bell Reeve one shot uh, by DC Comics. And I just have a mention on this because I know Art Baltazar has some part of this also, and that's why I knew about it. So, written by Art Baltazar. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Franco, Andrew Aiden, Dan Waters, Becky Cloonan, Brendan Fletcher, Tim, oh, cool, Tim Seeley's in there, Brendan Thomas, Peter J. Tomasi, and Dave Wegas, art by Art Balthazar, Nelson Daniel, Juan Ferreri, Carl Kershey, Mike Norton, Scott Collins, and Craig Kermack. I just want to let you know that I have been drinking tonight. <laughs> and I think I'm doing a pretty good job with the names. Considering. <laughs> uh, school's back in session, and we just know you're waiting for the bell to give you some relief. or relief. All right. You can't say we didn't try. DC Saved by the Bell Reeves. Halls are packed with eight tales of school time fun from around the DC universe. The Suicide Squad is sent to an international prep school to protect a dignitary, dignitary's son. Jean-Paul Valley returns to the school that made him into Azrael, plus a return to Tiny Titans by Art Balthazar and Franco, and a new school year starts at Gotham Academy. So grab your pencils and notebooks and get educated. I'm going to end it there because my cat wants to go out and I don't want to try and work this around it. So I will be right back with more goodies after this. <laughs> 